0: Hi, I'm Jessica Fritz-Aguire. Welcome to Walk Softly Children, a Clovercrest Media Group podcast. I've been trying to get this case more attention, and thanks to National Missing Children's Day on Thursday, May 25th, I was interviewed about Doreen Vincent's case on 960 WELI in New Haven, Connecticut. That's the local news talk station in the same city as Teen Challenge. Wallingford and Milford are part of the listening area. The morning host, Vinnie Penn. Let me share Doreen's story. Take a listen. It's Jessica Fritz Aguirre. Mm-hmm. There is a podcast. Walk Softly Children. Walk Softly Children is the name of um, a soul singer, uh, a sure. soul singer song who the family was close with.
1: Reading your, the email yesterday about this one story we were about to get into. When I saw right. uh, what you wrote, that this case went so cold, so quick until you discovered it in 2019, which was how many years later? 31. How did you, dis- quote-unquote, discover this missing child, Doreen Vincent? She was 12 when she vanished, and the story is just—it's uh, mind-boggling.
0: Well, so the credit for that has to go with one of Jenna's podcasters. Her name is Sarah Demio, and she— was interested. She was doing national cases, national missing children's cases. And then she said, you know what, let me just plug in to see if there's anything local. Uh, and she plugged in to, I think it's um, uh, the Charlie Project, which is a nationally run database. And Doreen's information was in there. The thing was, though, Vinny, it was so spotty, and there was information wrong in there, and the story was just so... It was so stunning in its simplicity, but it was also, there was no information. So I started digging, and she had a show that she featured Doreen on, and then after, you know, she kind of went on to other projects, I took over. And I'll tell you, that was in 2020. I haven't been able to stop because for such a simple, quote, simple case, there's so many disturbing elements to it.
1: This took place in Wallingford. Mom was 16. The dad was 19. I just want to... kind of get this right and already a career criminal that that's the way you wrote it up here they were married though Uh, so when did they get married mom was 16 and dad was 19 when did they get married were they married at 16 and 19
0: yeah they got married a few months before Doreen was born in September of 75 uh and that lasted for about five years until 1980 and then They went their separate ways. Doreen was sometimes with her father, sometimes with her mother, sometimes with her grandmother in Florida. It was very tumultuous. So she ended up with her father in Bridgeport, who then moved the family with really no warning to anyone, to rural farm town Wallingford, up by where Gouveia Vineyards is now, in June of 88. The mother was calling, trying to find her. It turns out, Vinnie, that after this little girl disappeared, and Mark will admit, the father will admit, that Mark and his daughter Doreen got into a big fight. It turned physical. Um, He says he pushed her so hard that she backed up against a window and cracked it in her bedroom. And then he says that he went outside to the, the wood house or something like that, and she left. Now, here's the problem. He said she left by the front door, and the door in the house is very weird. It's this old farmhouse, and it locks from the inside, and you have to have a key to get out. And after she disappeared, this man's wife said, but wait, she didn't have a key. There's no way she could have gotten out. Um, other weird things. He he burned, and there were witnesses to this, he burned this little girl's diary and her scrapbook in the driveway of the house a few days before she disappeared.
1: Huh? What, um, what was she writing in that thing? Why would you burn it in a driveway? Exactly. Like right out in the open, too. He sounds just like a monster. Right
0: out in the open.
1: He does, and he's he's a free man right now. (laughs) Yeah, and and he's free. He's he's out on parole today, uh, which is far too often the case. So this Doreen Vincent was 12 when she vanished. Mm -hmm. There are a couple of uh, really nasty aspects here as far as this Mark was abusing and even raping Donna. His his ex wifes sisters who were very young. Mm -hmm. How do we know this?
0: I've been in touch with Doreen's mother, Donna, and her two sisters who are now in their 60s, uh, Debbie and Carol, and they've been, if you look back at old articles, they have been alleging that since the very beginning, and, you know, their stories have stayed consistent. Their story is horrible. Their stories are pretty visceral. It's You know, they're very credible, very easy to believe. The things that were happening with Doreen was, I think we know differently now, in 2023, but in 1987, 1988, she was showing every single sign of having been a sexually abused child. Um, From the time she was in kindergarten to the time that she disappeared in seventh grade i think she had been to about seven or eight schools because he literally just kept transferring her from sometimes in the middle of the year from school to school to school i mean this kid was never in a school for more than six months at a time why did the
1: mom it's such an interesting way to frame it why why did she allow him to be in the door why was the daughter with the father as much as she was, you just uh, did. Donna, did Mama have I- issues of of her own? Because you'd think you're a mom, uh, you'd think yeah. Ma- Mama Bear would have kicked in. It doesn't seem like it did at all here. This guy was able to make a whole lot of calls without the mother involved at all, and I'm just wondering how.
0: You know, here's the thing, and a lot of people have asked that question, and I think it's a fair one. I mean, Donna, you know, was 16 when she had Doreen. I think her life was sort of in turmoil. She got divorced at nineteen or twenty or something like that. Um, she had another child. I mean, things just weren't very well under control for her. And so uh Mark, who by all accounts any and it's it's terrible to say, but he presents as charming. Oh sure. He's very gallant. He's a sociopath. He's very you know, he's he's a sociopath, right. So he convinced um his wife or his ex wife. That, you know, because he had two more kids of his own now with his second wife, um, that he was, you know, this family man. Um, he is a devout, born again, evangelical Christian, even more so, right? Every time he comes in and out of jail, he's more devoted to Jesus. Um, and somehow he sold this package to Donna that somehow his family man established, you know, a whole household with God in it, life was better than what she could provide for Doreen,
1: yeah. which is sad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but makes a whole lot of sense at the same time, too. So the big fight that you talk about, during that, he said that the child had run away actually three days earlier. He never reported it. Uh, am right. I am I getting all that r- right?
0: You are. And Donna finally tracked Doreen down. She figured out where she was. And, okay. you know, by... God's good graces, she ended up finding the phone number for the new Wallingford house and the new wife, Sharon, who's now dead, which is a whole travesty in and of itself. The new wife provided Donna with the address and the directions and Donna showed up. Now Mark had told Sharon, his new wife, don't tell Donna that Doreen's missing. Don't say anything to anyone. He had actually physically removed the phone from the wall. Um, which I think for younger people is hard to understand because they carry these cell phones around these days. I mean, think about that phone in 1988 that he had to physically dismantle and remove from the wall. So that was um, disconnected for a long time, so Donna couldn't get through. And when she finally did, she showed up, and Mark was in the yard. Um, I guess he was mowing the lawn, and she said, I'm here to pick up Doreen. And he said, what do you mean, Doreen's with you? And she said, no, she's not. Now, Doreen had run away once before because I think she had obviously not an ideal childhood. She had run away from Mark's once before and showed up at her mom's. But I guess Mark was hot on her trail. He showed up two seconds after and he's ready to, you know, yeah. punch holes in the wall, grab his daughter back. Because by all accounts, he would, the word I hear is obsessed with her. Yeah. Like he needed to know where she was. He needed to be on top of her. He needed this. He needed that. And this time when she, quote, ran away... He didn't do anything about it. And Donna showed up, and it's been three days, and he said, well, she'll show up. And she said, we have to call the police. The police show up, and honestly, this is mind-boggling to me. They didn't let Donna fill out a police report.
1: A lot of this is mind-boggling to me. The police were called. They actually bought his story, that she Mm -hmm. ran away, despite all of the holes and discrepancies, to use your words. A year late, an entire year later, they started to suspect him. I can't believe the uh, what you wrote about a ranger actually seeing this guy at Huntington State Park at dusk carrying a big, bulk, quote unquote, big bulky object in his arms, like a carpet or a kid. Uh, despite how many de- decades have passed, have you encountered any
0: police, maybe even retired, but familiar with the case? Oh, I've been. Um, I'm sort of a. a- what do they call it? A be in the bonnet of the Wallingford Police. I've been pestering them now for years. Um, I filed a FOIA complaint, a Freedom of Information Act sure. request, uh, with them a few years ago. They actually did give me a bunch of documents, but you know, in the very beginning, they were very adamant with me because look, there's no body and there's no crime scene because they never inspected the room they never looked for anything and so in these cases now where you're finding you know they identified someone or they tracked down the perpetrator i mean she's gone and they didn't preserve any crime scenes so they didn't have anything from the word go now their thing is that it's an open and active investigation. Basically, when I started talking to them, they told me it was cold, it's ice, dead in the water, yeah. nothing's ever coming of you. this. And I said, fine, give me the materials. And then they were like, oh, no, this is, um, open- this is hot. If they say it's open and
1: ongoing, they can keep you at bay.
0: That's exactly right. And you they know, told tactic. me in February 2020 that they expected a an arrest warrant. Mark got arrested uh, last February. He actually... Stole his son's gun. It's This story has so many crazy twists and turns. It, but does, it does. In the 80s, when the cops were after him, because he, he's a felon, right? He's not allowed to legally possess a gun. So in the 80s, the cops came sniffing. He made his wife buy a gun, and they found him with it, and he was arrested for that. Uh, went to jail for a few years. And the, you know, the song and dance from law enforcement has kind of been like, well, at least we got him on that. This time... He—the cops came sniffing around, and he actually stole his son's gun. Uh, he was in Vermont, came into Connecticut, and his son dropped a dime, called the cops, and Mark ended up in the parking lot of his church in Milford, Milford Christian Church, which, Vinnie, I'll tell you is a whole other—I found a whole other rat's nest issues there with um, the pastor, Mark's best friend, the pastor there, Pastor Jim Loomer, mm-hmm. Um but he got arrested there, and he went to jail for the same thing, and he was just paroled yesterday. He spent about seven months in jail on a six-year sentence for that.
1: And where, where are his stomping grounds right now, Connecticut or back to Vermont?
0: No, he's at a halfway house in Bridgeport.
1: You know, you look at that property in Wallingford, too, where this 12-year-old mm-hmm. Doreen Vincent went missing. You know, and it's not like it's so frustrating uh, because I was raised in the, you know, it takes a— it takes a village, you know, one of us went missing from our house growing up. You know, we were on a street full of busybody parents. Everybody knew each other's business, yeah. like kind of in a good way. There'd be questions as this kid was able to disappear. And it's not like anybody was watching her playing hopscotch in the driveway. So uh, and he was probably aware of that. But it's kind of a sprawling property. How did he have the money for this this place?
0: Actually, that's a really interesting question. So the landlord that gave him the house to rent uh, came to him through a man Mark had been working with. Mark does a lot of construction.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, he's a carpenter by trade. That's and that's actually where he too, gets Yes, that's frightening too because
1: construction. <laughs> well, like you see in the Dulos thing, you know, construction. They're pouring concrete. Yeah. You know, they they've nobody's got hiding places like construction guys. I hate
0: to say it, but that's the truth. Well, it's more true than you imagine because when the mother and aunts arrived there to pick up Doreen on that day after she had been missing and nobody knew, Mark was pouring concrete. He was pouring a concrete walkway yep. on the rental property. And you know what? No one's ever done anything about that. Um the people that live in that house now, I mean, I won't mention the address, but the people in the house now are very adamant that, you know, they don't want to talk to me. I don't know if they talk to the cops, but the cops are very willing to, you know, leave them alone. It's their property now, and I'm thinking, I don't know. If I had something like that possibly buried Hell on yeah. my property, Same I would want Same to you. know it was there. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, construction worker, he um, gets fired from every job he has because he steals something um, from the owners that he's with. Um, but, yeah, this man had just rented him. This property um, that he came into contact with, you know, very, uh, I guess, like serendipitously. Man's a Yale professor, kind of a gentleman farmer, and he ended up in this house with this guy, you know, you'd never link him up with. And I, you know, I spoke to this guy a few years ago, and he is just a little odd on the phone, let's say. Let's say I have more questions after talking to the homeowner. Uh, than I did before yeah. I got on the phone.
1: Yeah, and lo- looking at the photo right now, and again, sprawling, I think, is uh, an applicable adjective. Any digging up of any any of that property ever in all the, the, these past 20, 30
0: years? No, so the cops came, and they looked because um, one of the neighbors saw something that they thought was a grave. They, they said it was about, in the woods, the size of a grave, right, with... Um, maggots on top right which is this horrible image and the cops went out and they said nope that's not what you think it is and i guess the yale forestry school had been out digging on the property getting soil samples so that's one of those um you know, those clues kind of that i wish i could do more about yeah. kind of like lost yeah. to time you know you said the the story about the ranger uh seeing mark running at dusk into he was getting out of his pickup truck right carrying this thing And the ranger calls him. The cops only found that sort of out of, you know, just pure luck. They went to the park and they said, anybody see anything weird here? You know, maybe a year ago. And this ranger comes out and he's like, I saw a truck. He describes the truck perfectly. I saw this guy. Describes the guy perfectly. And he says he kind of followed him and then lost track, but he took down all the details of the truck which has always been a very weird story to me, right? If you thought the guy was throwing garbage, why would you stay and look at every single detail? I spoke to the ranger. Um, The ranger was very helpful at first and then a little bit cagey. Um, Someone told me, a source told me, that there were rocks out in the forest, spelling out her initials DV. And I asked the ranger about it, and he, he got really cagey, and he said, Well, I don't know how you know about that. How do you know about that? Well, you know, I'm not going to, he said, you're getting hot. It wasn't exactly stones, but I'm not going to tell you. So I said to the police, you know, is there something about this ranger story? I don't know. I said, I feel like I'm missing a a puzzle piece. And they said, yeah, you are, but we're not going to tell you what it is. Do you know,
1: Jess, we've been on the phone now about 22 minutes. A child goes missing in the United States every 40 seconds. So in the amount of time that we've talked about this one, I mean, think of that. 840,000 children are reported missing each year. Do the math uh, during the stretch of time that we've talked about this. Every 40 seconds. That should frustrate every human being. I don't know if it does. Some don't want to be bothered even thinking about it. I can't believe Mm, the mm -hmm. amount of time you've dedicated uh, to to this story. I commend you for it.
0: There are so many missing children in the country that are, you know, everybody knows the story, right? Like everybody's got the kid's face in their head. They're very famous ones. Sure, Um, Doreen... Nobody knows about, especially not in no. past Connecticut. Yeah. So I have a GoFundMe campaign called, I think it's called um, Billboards for Doreen, but it's under my name, Jessica Fritz Aguirre, um, A-G-U-I-A-R. I know it's tough, but raising money to put up billboards across the state, you know, basically with her face, her beautiful face. And, you know, the words something like someone knows something because... Mm-hmm. I think loose lips sink ships, and people have been oh, yeah. keeping secrets for too long, oh, you know?
1: Yeah. I think Sharon, I think the, the dead wife, I, I think she took a, a lot with her when she passed away, however she passed away. She but, did, and I spoke to
0: her family afterwards, and she sure did, yeah. but she, you know, she's dead now, so it's unfortunate. Yeah. Right,
1: right. Keep me posted on all things and how I can help if there's any way I can help.
0: Walk softly, children. Walk softly, children. Softly children Find your freedom Little children